0: Hi, everybody. Um,
1: afternoon time, and it's time for Love is Love, and uh, it's going to be a great show, and I'm Marcia Casper-Cook from Michigan Avenue Media. Good story is a good story, and we have a great guest today. Her name is Janice Terrell, and uh, we have so much to talk about with her. I found her on Facebook, and I found some of the image. Well, actually it actually was on uh, Instagram, so she'll tell you all about that. She does great blurbs, and it's really, it's um, so interesting, and that's how I found her. So I called, I I texted her or emailed whatever, and I said, well, "Can we hit, come on this? You know, can you come on the show?" And she will tell you all about herself. But let's see. I don't want to uh, forget about what uh, my next show. Um, I won't be. I, well, there's a couple during this week. It's a Jewish holidays, so I'm going to miss a few shows. But I'm having a show on the September 25th, and um, it's going to be a show about voting and. Um, a question about how important it is to vote. So I think um, you'll enjoy it. And wait, Sarah, 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 so I just want Sarah, you're here, right? Hi, I've just explained. Hi, Sarah. Join, join Hi, in. how are you? Okay, I'm good. So we're on the air ready. and I was just talking about uh, the show I'm having on the 25th of uh, September, and um, Marta Bishop, Marta Moran Bishop is going to be, co-hosting with me, and um, her brother Jan will be on, and Jack Remick, and it's going to be how important it is to vote. So it will be on at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 Central, um, Friday the 25th. And uh, as I said, let's see, next week I'll be off uh, for the Jewish holiday, and um, I'll be back after that. But in the middle here, that's what we're going to have the show on voting, because it's really an important election. So uh is out there and jack remick they have all their you know i don't put those i don't put political at all on my facebook but we will talk about voting because it's really important this year okay let's see what else i have oh also one other thing please wear masks i don't want to forget that and um also my thoughts are with everybody on the fires and the storms i mean i it's just when you listen to the news there's so much going on and you know They used to always think about Chicago, it was so cold, and I live here, and, you know, maybe there's other places to live, but apparently we're pretty good in Chicago. It's just very sad what's going on all over with the storms and the fires, and so I hope everybody stays safe. So, Sarah, you want to just tell everybody about you, and then we'll talk to Janice. Well, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Sarah
2: Steele. I'm an attorney licensed to practice in the state of Georgia, um, but don't hold that against me. I am also uh, the mother <laughs> of a wonderful little five-year-old who just started kindergarten. And oh my yeah, goodness, it. Cute. how cute! How yeah, cute! Yeah, just had his first haircut and everything else, and uh, <laughs> breaking his mother's heart. But that's what kids are supposed to do, right?
1: I know. Um, I own my own
2: law firm out of Atlanta, Georgia, and I identify as lesbian. And which I only am throwing that out there because of the the, author, the authoress we're having on today and, and her subject matter. And I actually represent 95% of my clients are from either the LGBTQ, um, the polyamorous, or the power exchange community. And so I have a very interesting clientele, a very interesting practice, so I'm never bored, which is good. As a matter of fact, right. as I'm right. sitting here, I'm I'm typing up a little, you know, just a tiny divorce, no big deal, <laughs> you know, while we're doing this. Nope. Um, <laughs> And Marcia wanted me to uh, appear on the show along with the uh, with uh, Ms uh, I hope I pronounce this correct Gerald Jarrell. Um
1: That's fine. And I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited. Thank you for having me, Marcia. Oh, you're welcome. All right, so let's okay, uh, Jan, as you like to be called. Okay, talk a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into a conversation. You're you're very interesting, and you've got a lot of your personality here, and a lot of things uh, that you discovered early as a child that probably a lot of people don't ever think about.
3: Well, thank you for having me, Marsha. First of all, it's really exciting to oh, you I've never welcome. done a podcast before, so I'm, you know, I'm going to be kind of stumbling along here. But yeah. But you it, did say you did but you had, did
1: your own show for you did a show. You,
3: you did a show. I did. I had a, I had a, yeah, back in the day I, I read Carol cards for a living for 12 years. And during oh, that wow. time, oh, I had really? a TV show that. Yeah, I know. I've been. I've done all kinds of crazy things. I love it and that tarot I believe public...
1: they have a lot of people that came on to talk about that. That's like one of my favorite subjects
3: is those cards.
1: I I still <laughs> love the tarot cards. I really do. I even I even had
3: assigned different cards to my characters. Mm-hmm. So like, why? Well, anyway, now I can get oh, on. Oh, that's a good on That that's
1: a really good idea. Yeah, I would have to have a show like that. Cause I, I want I want that again. I know I love it. I love talking about that.
3: But yeah, and but. As far as, as being attracted to gay romance, uh, I, I was attracted to it back when I was 7 and 8 and 9 years old. Back when I was watching Tom Corbett and his Space Cadets and combat and all these kind of things. I don't know if you guys remember that. Probably not. I'll I probably uh, um, showing my age here. But I always had a real warmth for the feeling of those male-male relationships. Now, back in the day, I mean, back then, we're talking late 50s, mid to late 50s. It was probably illegal to be gay. I don't know. Now, our lawyer here probably knows that better than I. It was probably illegal to be gay, I would think, in a good part of the country.
2: Uh, it has been for quite some time. It, it has only become um, to where you cannot be criminalized for it since the 70s, I want to say. And, of course, uh, marriage equality came about uh, in the, the post-2010 era. And then, of course, there is still discrimination that goes on these days. Although uh, sexual orientation is becoming a more protected class federally, um, but it is not absolute even yes. still. Thankfully, and That's I why, kind of and well. so <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, so my attraction to that kind of romance wasn't something I was able to say a word about. And when I did write my little stories, which I did do, even at maybe 11, 12, 13 years of age, I immediately ripped them up or burned them. Because if anyone had seen them, they would have thought I was a deviant and put me in a home someplace.
0: Oh, jeez, You know, it just wasn't.
3: It just didn't. You just didn't. Let alone, I mean, it was bad enough to be gay back then, but to be a woman and actually write about that kind of stuff, my parents Mm -hmm. would have gone over over the moon crazy. But that's what I wanted to write, even back then. And I told no one about this, about this feeling that I had, although it was a fairly strong feeling inside me. And I remember the first time that I finally, as an adult, got on the internet and discovered Kirk slash Spock. And this was still back in the early, early days. I couldn't believe it that there was, uh, there were other people who actually thought and felt, I thought that there was something wrong
1: with me. that's what that's that's why that's a good thing about you know talking about this you know as time goes on that people uh, you know now people talk about it. i mean that's got to be horrible as a kid too thinking this your whole life
3: it kind of was i just i just thought you know uh, well me and believe me when i tell you i had, had no idea what gay men did together back then i didn't know what a man and a woman did together back then i was just i was a country living on a farm in michigan I knew nothing except I knew what I liked. I knew what felt warm and good to me inside, and that that did. Although I'm certainly heterosexual, by you know that would be my, my I don't know, I don't know what you say your chosen designation or whatever. You uh, know, I still that was what I wanted to write about. Although you know, it took me 20 years to be able to feel free to do so. Once I discovered, you know, the whole Kirkstock thing, and then the rest of the slash world in the I would say 90s you know late mid to late 90s you started to see more of that stuff on the internet I began to see that I wasn't the only woman who wrote it wanted to write it or the only woman who wanted to read it and now of course you've got a billion gajillion women writing it and the other billion gajillion women reading it and it's kind of gay romance is a big seller I mean Amazon's got tons of it but back when I was coming yeah, I, you even know, when I mean I, I had shows years love, ago and
1: I just love his love and that's the thing you know, listening to your book that I'm listening on audible um it's you really it it if the names were different, it wouldn't even matter. you know what I mean it', it no. you wouldn't no. know anything you know it's just the no. story and the relationships are you know it's the same relationship, so I think that that's a good thing to talk about, so that's why I wanted every show because this is life now I mean this is how it is well you know Sarah when I. First Sarah started Gimney, right.
3: I'm like, it, yeah, go ahead i didn't write I didn't write it that way and because that's not the way I thought of it uh, and I wrote very, very bad slash fiction when I first started writing it, it was stereotypical it was bad it was it was not worth reading but I was fortunate in that um there was a a gay man named Stuart, his handle was Minotaur who back in those days back in the mid to late nineties ran a a put up a put up a website for and did panels for slash writers to teach us about gay sex and how it really worked and what gay relationships were really like, that we weren't dealing with, you know, these stereotypical fantasies we made up in our brain. We would have actual information and facts go on. He put up a website that demonstrated everything, even, you know, with graphic images and everything else, not pornographic, but graphic so that we would understand parts of the anatomy, how anal sex happened, how oral sex happened. He was a mentor to a lot of the early slash writers. That's when I kind of made the tradition, transition to thinking this isn't any different than writing heterosexual sex. It's just what the, where the difference comes in is are you writing about sex or are you writing about two people who love each other?
2: And, and Minotaur
3: is right. the one who kind of led me to understand that. This isn't about what part goes where? This is about how these two people feel and how they
1: want to feel about each other. Sarah, do you have, are you, I'm sure you have something. You have plenty of questions on this, and you know, uh, having your life was a lot different. But in a lot of different, do you want? Do you have anything to talk about about that? Because I know, do you want to discuss your life at all?
2: It does not bother me at all. Actually, there was. Uh, okay.
1: So, a point right.
2: whenever be, I think
0: it'd
2: be uh, interesting was, concept. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. Um, you know, I have an, an interesting cultural disparity between my fiance and myself. She's 33 and I'm 46, and I still remember whenever it was highly discouraged and illegal in some places to be homosexual. And, you know, we recently moved from the city of Atlanta and we lived right in the middle of the city to an hour west uh, to Bremen, Georgia. And I really have to give credit where credit is due because I expected a lot more prejudice to be thrown at us than what there actually has been. And I am so happy to see that in the 30 years that I've been out, you know, dating and and being around um, other like-minded people that the 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 atmosphere has changed as much as it has. And she keeps asking me, she said, because well, she's been out her entire life. I just came out last November. And so, you know, she's like, well, what exactly did you expect them to chase us around with, you know, torches and pit, pitchforks? And I said, yes, <laughs> absolutely yes, because I'm a child of the early 90s, late 80s, whenever it was still hush-hush, yeah. giggled about, and a heteronormative sexual fantasy for two women to be together. And so, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. right. And and
1: and that, and you had other relationships with men.
2: Oh, I did. I've been married six times, yeah. all the men. Right. Yeah, to yeah. no avail, yeah. by the way. Someone's wow. right with
1: a woman, and Wait, I think it's going to be a lot many, more successful how many times this you married? time. Wait, say that again. Six, six times? Really? I didn't. Yes. Oh, my yeah, seventh time is okay. the charm.
0: My mutual friend, then, it was
2: actually... Um, was actually at a wedding of a friend of mine, but he's never attended a wedding of mine. Maybe that'll change this time with Amber.
1: Wow, wow, wow. true story. You know what? I, I did. That's I, what I get living to to in the closet. Jan, well, I forgot. I wasn't really that's, in the closet. I forgot to tell Jan something. Jan, you can, yeah. you, can I'm tell Michelle, me. you can ask you can ask Sarah a question if you yeah. have one. You know, too. Oh it, yeah, that's it, fine. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. No, but what I was going to say is that
2: that's what I get for being closeted as a lesbian for so long. I identified as bisexual since about 1992. Um, I had had crushes on girls since about 1987, (laughs) but I did not come out, you know, and I dabbled in bisexual and pansexuality and all of this. But I decided to completely give up men for Lent. Um, Well, not really for Lent, for Thanksgiving, more accurately, (laughs) in November of last year. And as I go back through the rest of my life, things make a lot more sense. Um, And and I definitely admire your guest today, Marsha, because I mean, I read your biography and I read how old you were, and knowing where you came from, you know, because I came from a small town in Alabama how hard this must have been for you to come out to yourself in relation to what it is you enjoyed reading and what it is you enjoyed experiencing and writing about. And hats off to you. I mean, seriously.
1: Oh, were you talking, were you, were you talking to me just then? You said Marcia I was talking what to you true. just then. Oh,
3: boy, I said Marcia, Marcia to your
2: guest. Yes.
3: I live at, at one yeah. point in my writing, back when I was writing Slash, I got death threats because, you know, you weren't All supposed that. to write this. Right. And yeah, wow. yeah. So I, I kind of buried myself in the slash world for thirty years. I wrote it, and I finally had got bored and said, "Enough's enough. I want to do my own characters. I want to. I want to build my own world." Right. So I left the whole that. Right, and, and, then, and that's the thing.
1: You, I mean, that's the thing. You did build your own world, in you know, and, my 70s. <clears> throat> throat> yeah, throat> and when you're mm-hmm. reading, but when you're reading these the books or, or listening to it, like I am. Really, the story is a story, and that's, that's the thing. Exactly. You know, I think people look at a relationship, and they go, oh, my God, but really it's just love it, it, in a different way than they are used to, but it, it's still love and a relationship and a story and a life is what your characters what was, have. Really I like
2: important. to speak on behalf of, of lesbians everywhere. I can't speak for gay men, although I kind of can because they've been my best friend since I was about, oh, 19 or so. Um, the love isn't different. And and I will go ahead and just put that right on out there. Um, It is not a different kind of love. People love one another on the exact same level as anybody else does. Gender and sexual orientation, notwithstanding.
3: I don't think you can write a good gay romance unless you get that through your head. And if you still are thinking, focusing on body parts and who's got different ones and where they're putting them, you're not getting it, and you're not going to write good, good fiction the stories and what was important to me with love's magic was the story because these guys went through a lot they experienced a lot and a lot of it was stuff i experienced in my own life and i wanted to tell the story and anytime these guys and they're certainly do go to bed together because they're healthy young guys and they are crazy about each other but it right. also moves the story along. They're not, you know. I'm assuming they have a ton of sex on I'm not around that I don't write about. But I don't, you know, I write about the sex. that has <laughs> That's a, a good way to look at and, it. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, they'd have to because, you know, like I said, they're healthy young guys and they're crazy about each other. So, but the sex that you I want to write about is something that moves that story and that deepens that relationship.
1: You know, years ago I had a show and with um, erratic um, publishers. And it was so funny because they were talking about they um and now they changed their they're more like they went on to all all the way to the other side of you know very clean romance and I don't I don't even know if they're still around right now but it was so interesting because they were saying when they were writing it was like almost they had to figure out the positions because I think it really that's what's so like what you're saying makes so much more sense is that it's just what who cares the positions are but i mean you know and no. they were saying sometimes that when they were writing the two of them they were just talking you know two authors together they were, were trying to figure out these positions because you know some people write graphically that way but honestly i'm not even sure that the reader cares that much about that they're caring about the story so what you're writing is really what counts it's it's the characters it's the their life. the life
3: the, the sex scenes that I write don't just touch these guys physically. The ones that I write about, and like I said, I assume they're having a ton of sex when I'm not around. are, that's why I like, I are love the it. moments that: move, that's great and then it. I are the moments it. that move them spiritually, are the moments that move <laughs> them on levels beyond yeah. the physical that draw them together yeah. and give them new understanding about their, their relationship and about themselves? Yeah: yeah. That's the, that's
1: the sex I want to write about. And I do write it. Oh. That's what's so interesting. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. I mean, it is because, you know, so, you know, and, and very brave, you know. Um, I mean, it really is, and especially, you know. Oh, and my, you, you know, just not years brave years.
3: anymore. It's get it in before you kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's not about brave. I was brave when I first started writing Slash. Now I'm yeah. just, I want to get it, as much of it written as I can of the stories that were inside me all those years when I was writing somebody else's characters. You know, while I'm still here, I want to value every day, and I want to do something every day to push that agenda forward for myself. Just like getting that's these right. audio books out there, that was a bucket list yeah. thing for me. Having an audio book on a book on Audible.
1: Uh-huh. Well, right, and, and the per, and the voice is good. You know, um, it is he's one, you know, wonderful. It oh my. Yeah, yeah, it matters
3: so much. Did you find him it on Audible? I found him on ACX which is
1: the, uh, yeah, the yeah that's Amazon, saying, uh, right ACX. That right, yeah, the voice is really yeah. good. And you know, and, and they're, because on, on Audible yeah, because on ACX, you know, they are sometimes they they don't want to do erotic. they don't want to do this, they don't want to do that, you know. So
3: well, it's then, good and and you and he, to he knew. Yeah, my my narrator knew from the get-go exactly what I wrote. I mean, and he had the the yeah. manuscript and it's, I've been so blessed that he has continued to take this journey with me and with my characters because the, the voices that he developed for Colin and Josh and the rest of the characters in the books are now so identified with him. You know, He's made them so unique that I, I would be heartbroken if I lost him. Thankfully, I am, I'm not. So, yeah, it's really important if you're doing that kind of thing to be able to keep the same, the same voices for the characters as you do more books, as they, you, they move forward in their journey. Especially yeah. if you're using the same characters. And I tend to write, I tend to want to get with a char- a, a couple and, you know, see them through to one their grandfathers. I, I, that's kind of the way I, yeah, that's my yeah. comfort zone, I guess.
1: Yeah. And Sarah, I'm still getting, it. can't get over the favor. I didn't know you were married six times, so you really have some kind of life. You've <laughs> 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 like a lot. experience,
3: haven't you? <laughs> well,
1: there's a reason
2: why I'm a divorce attorney, Marsha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know it's really not as hard as one might would think to accumulate that number of marriages especially whenever you're young and at the same time don't put up with people's crap (laughs) and let me tell you something if I see my relationship going 90 miles an hour towards a brick wall and I can avoid hitting it (laughs) that's exactly what I'm going to do and that's pretty much I mean I have very good and valid reasons For every single one of the marriages and for every single one of the divorces, and I regret none of them, marriage or divorce. Well, no, no, I mean you
3: to to take that
2: attitude, you know, that you're not going to
3: put up with the crap. Because I put up with
2: crap for years,
3: and and and, I'm sorry that I did so, and I'm I'm glad to know that you didn't.
2: Well, and that's kind of the the example I had. My parents have been married. Oh, goodness gracious, I think this year was 60 years, and, wow. you know, Mazel Tov to them, but I wouldn't yes. have put up with either one of them for as long as they put up with yes. each other. So maybe it was good they found each other. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you right now, there would have been some dead, hard stops in uh, two or three different parts of their marriage. And, yeah, no, and like I said, maybe it's fortunate that they found each other, or maybe... I don't know. They took two people off the 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 dating court that <laughs> nobody else needed to be with. I don't know. And don't be the first ones to tell you this, by the way. I'm not talking out of the side of my mouth. Um, but yeah, I my mother always told me, you know, this is what you do to satisfy a man, because of course that was the heteronormative ideal I was raised with. But you know, at the same time, do as you will, but take no crap, you know, sort of thing. And I never have. It's just good it's, for you. It's not in my makeup.
1: Well, I that's think that's really a good thing, and I think that's you know that, that applies to so many you know and that you know we touched on this a few times that I think I I, I think even Sarah we talked about this on one of the shows I was on with you about be, because of COVID you know people are having relationships and they are it's uh, abuse is right in the mm-hmm. front there because everybody's at home too much with each other absolutely and and that's that's said so I mean having guts to create a new life for you, it's hard for women to do and men. So I think that um, with this going on now, I think people just stay where they are even though it's a very bad life for them, you know. And listening to what we're talking about now, I mean, it's important that people, men, women, know not to in a relationship like that because that can't be good for anybody. Or
2: anybody that's the victim of domestic violence, you know. Since we're talking about... um, gay love and romance and gay relationships, that's actually one of the smallest and underrepresented communities that are out there as far as help with domestic violence is, um, is the, the gay male community, you know, because I, two women not beating on each yeah. other, okay, that's, that's something people can kind of sort of wrap their brains around, you know, a, a man beating on a woman, absolutely, but whenever you get into gay men or gender nonconforming people like nonbinary, uh, genderqueer people... Um, especially trans people, I mean, it, yeah, it can get – I, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm the treasurer. No, I'm not the treasurer. I am the treasurer. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I was going to say secretary there for a second. I'm the treasurer of an organization here in Georgia called the Anafiel House, and we specialize in helping people that are in domestic violence situations that want out that can't get help from traditional sources because they are either – trans, or gender nonconforming, or in a power exchange relationship, or in a polyamorous relationship, and you would be shocked, ladies, shocked, at the number of human beings out there that go on and have to put up with this just because they don't fit the heteronormative type.
1: Oh, and that's so that's that's
2: work we're very proud to be done. part of the Nothiel House and the work that we do. Yeah, well, that's hmm. what's
3: great work to be doing, for sure.
1: Because, right, I, you know, and, you know, I mean, certainly writing, you know, nice, sweet stories is really nice, too, though, in a lot of ways, you know, with depth to the characters, but still a nice story. You know, it, you know, I mean, I think with writing, you know, I think it, it people are, sometimes they don't want to write a certain character or they don't think they can push the way you know let's say that you did jan i mean you know on levels that you know and they don't want to do it because they think maybe they shouldn't i mean it seems to me and you just from even reading you listening to some of it you have the guts to let your characters just go and you have if none of that bothers you even in your blurb that you get, put out what you, you, you even in the that you, you put out. Oh, you swearing really, in the book. I really
3: beat the hell out of them in the second book.
1: You had. I didn't get there. So you have that.
3: I said, wait till you if we, listen to the second book. I really put them through hell in on that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know, but when even in your ads, you know, you have you're swearing a little in your ads, and a lot of people don't do that. So it does. You know, it takes guts That's to what do they a lot of that. I'm talking about
3: a big tough Irish cop. He's going to swear. He's going to lose his temper. Yeah. He's going, you know, he's he's going to have those moments. And you know, I'm not going to put a lid on him. I couldn't if I tried. I wouldn't be, you know, my muse would wither up and die. See, this, is the, this is the whole thing.
1: Up. See, all right, so when you're talking about that, it is it does come up a lot, and it comes up in my head also when I'm writing, because if I'm writing a regular story, like a romance, comedy, and I'm thinking, well, they really want to swear, and I'm thinking, like, so, I mean, I swear. So it's like then I hesitate thinking, Oh, should I do that? Because then you get yourself in another category. And see, this is what's bad about writing now. In in years ago, like let's say, let's say Harold Robbins when he wrote books, he just did it, and it wasn't in a class of like a writer. It was just a book. You know, they didn't have all this now genre type that if you cross a line, then someone will say, oh, you swore. You know. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Like, you know, now people are so quick to say, you shouldn't have done this, you should have done this, you shouldn't have done that. That's what's happened to the society now, even in reviews, even in reviews when people write. We were talking about that um, a couple shows ago, that people, when they do say things, you know, in a review, they, you know. So what are you saying? The guy swears. What's that? I had a yeah. I had a
3: review once from Magic say to me those guys wouldn't have acted that way because one guy was a psychologist and he'd have known better and I thought that is just so you know human beings are human beings I don't care what they do for a living I don't care how highly educated exactly. they are yeah you know have those yeah. emotional moments where all that learning and all that logic goes falling away and you just react from the gut and the heart that you know I think that's, it's a good
1: way to look at it well, it is a good it. way to look at it and. I, I'm trying to put a lot of times in the shows now, I'm trying to add that into the shows because I think people get inhibited when they write. And I think, you know, because of the reviews and because of that, and and you really are supposed to sit down and write and just write the story you want to tell and don't think about this or that, just write it, you know, and if they swear, they swear. But because of what they do and put people in genres, it really it's really. I think it's very tough for authors out there now because if they say too much, then they have to go in the erotic category, and it's not even erotic book. So, what category are you? What, where do you put yourself? My my
0: books, I would I call
3: them contemporary gay romance. And if anybody else wants yeah. to, you know, I, 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 you ask them what they are, where they are on a heat level, I usually give it the three or a four. I don't I don't know how to evaluate that stuff, and I you know I'm. I, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm just too damn old to worry about it.
1: No, I'm, but I, it's I'm, not I'm, even I'm sure really about be, age. It's, it's like you're the same the right thing. How do you value
3: anyway. my trope or whatever? Yeah, it's like I'm not going to worry about it. You got to let these characters be true to themselves. If I tried to muffle Colin and keep him from speaking out when he's uh, getting his Irish up, it, it would come out sounding false and phony, and it would be it would be disrespectful to my characters, and I won't I won't do it. They're going to say what they yeah. say. They're going to do what yeah. they do. So you have to let them speak through you. You've got to let them speak. Yeah. Or your books won't I
1: think be it's honest. It's important. I no, think it's important for important. people to do that in their own life, but they don't. you know. And sometimes people get in the shell, you know, and then they don't get out of it. And it, it seems, you know, I, I figured that you might be this way. I just had that feeling that you just say, oh, go for it. And I think that's a good way. And, Sarah, not that I've known you forever, but. I know that this is you. You just go for it.
3: <laughs> well, it wasn't a lot, I do. believe me. I I was in an, an abusive relationship for many years and it took it took getting out of it to teach me that I had a voice of my own and that I had a right to use it. So, <laughs>
0: See, that's that that's important. From, that's good. You know,
1: what was See, that? And you have that and I don't know. That was my son I don't know. <laughs> in my microphone. No, that's all right. It's
0: okay. It's <laughs> okay. You know, but he was just making um, his presence
1: known. He came in to see his mom.
0: Ah, yeah, well, okay. this is the,
1: this is the way it is when you have children, right? This is how it goes.
0: Yeah, oh, right.
1: absolutely. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you were in an abusive relationship. So, uh, are you? I, are you? You're out of it now, thank God, right?
3: Me, oh, I'll be out of it for you know thirty years. Out of it.
0: You no, know, oh, all
3: right. You know, I left yeah. him like. If I, yeah, yeah, it's almost it's almost 30 years, but I was yeah. in it long enough to, to to figure out that you know nobody can nobody can do this to me unless I permit it, unless I allow it. You know, I there has to be some level of consent before I let somebody treat me this way. You know, and I have Absolutely. to I have to be one say, Absolutely not. You can't do this anymore. You know, it had to be yeah. me make that step. And that's one of the reasons why in Love is Magic I write about, you know, that kind of, that kind of assault. Because mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, these guys, you know, maybe myself through them to find some kind of healing for those kind of situations. Because they've suffered it yeah. too on various levels. Some well, so I'm psychological. So you physical, have a lot of some. books, though. You
1: also wrote other books. So, but. And Me? Yeah. Apparently, got apparently going to be writing more. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I am. I actually, the last one I wrote, my my main character went to law school. I should have, I should have been, I should have been talking to our lawyer here.
2: Right. Oh yeah, I would have loved that.
0: Well, well, I'll be happy because, to send you, you a copy. I mean, go,
2: go
3: ahead. I was going to say, I'd be happy to send you a copy if you want to read it.
1: Tell me how well I did. That
2: would be my honor and privilege.
1: Bless your heart. I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, your covers, you know, I, I want to just talk a little bit, because people that listen to the show, or certainly my show, you know, the covers, you know, and the blurbs are important. And like I said to you, you know, they were so cute, these guys. So talk about that a little. It's how you? That's, I, I mean, they. I just looked at them, and I went, guys, these guys are cute. Tell them I how you do got those most of
3: my, I'm, I do most of my own covers. Oh, where I got them, I went on a, a mad, insane, obsessive search to find pictures of guys posing as a gay couple that I could use. I didn't want to have, you know, two guys, two separate guys, obviously two separate pictures that you kind of just jam together and then slap a timeline. Yeah. On. I didn't want that. I wanted two men and, and I was, and I had to be very particular because I had written them. I had described them physically. And so then yeah. I, is, because I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know about marketing. I didn't know about, you know, covers. I didn't know about any of it. I just wanted to publish my book. So I knew nothing about any of it. So I happened to find through a photographer's page these two guys, and she had taken a gajillion pictures of them, which she had up for sale, and I just started buying them as fast as I could, which was probably way too fast for my budget. I mean, I'm a genius. Well, right, but
1: you have the cover, so now you, you can also use those guys on blurb, because that's the one oh, thing that's yeah. hard. I mean, Once yeah, you do a in, cover, in all you all figure in out in what video, to do after, after that.
3: Yeah, oh, the cover's. Yeah, I I've had two of them I've had done by a graphic artist, but when it came time to do the last one, she says you, you you know let me just put the hair on. I she has to work with the hair because I'm bad at that. And she said I'll just send them to you because you do your your covers are, you do great covers. So I done I've done most of my own covers. You know I I can't change the hair on the guys, so but once that's done, I can I can create my own cover. I'm I'm not a bad graphic artist in my own genre, you know, at least in dealing with my own genre and setting up promotional ads for my books and stuff like that i i enjoy doing
1: it i enjoy it a lot it does show because you know when people are looking for graph you know for designs or for you know because i do like pictures also it is you can go looking through like thousands of them and you can't and, and, and when you see it you know it right and when you see it you know it and so the fact of that you wanted them together, you're right, because otherwise it would be two separate guys, and you'd have to put them together somewhere, and it wouldn't look the same. Oh, these pictures I've
3: got of my guys. If you've looked at any of the my posts on, on Instagram, I've got about fifty pictures of those guys in various poses, and I'll probably end up buying. I saw more that. More I did. I know. I saw that. And so that's hard to do. And, so, and so, so I mess those I mean, pictures up too to write to, to excerpts from my book, to sentences from my book, and put them together. And, you know, it just makes for a great visual for people who want to know a little bit about what, what these stories are going to be about. And it just makes me so happy, you know, and I just really love doing it. So, yeah, that, that part of it is a real selling point, I think. People, cover covers matter. If a, if a book goes out there, I don't care how good it is, the, inside, if the cover is ugly or gross. It's, and I've seen books that have bad covers. They, it it hurts sales.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sarah, when you look for a book, writing do you care about hard that? Writing hard, too. Writing blurbs is really hard. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I think all of these things are, you know, I think people just think automatically you just do it. But, you know, to get something, you know, to have as many things that coordinate together is not that easy. You know, and that's a problem yeah, sometimes. sometimes it it takes it takes time
3: fortunately, I'm retired, so I've got the time so right. you know I put a lot of time in on it. I spend a lot of time developing those graphics I spend a lot of time
1: you know selecting
3: which which parts of the book which which quotes from the book I'm going to pair up with which picture, what kind of background I'm going to use you know uh, uh, it, it, all of it um all of it takes time, but it's also a, a really creative it's a really creative part of it all it's all part of that whole creative process it's not just writing the book i thought that was the end of it. you posted it on amazon and it went away and that was it no that's just the beginning then you have to get into the whole marketing thing and then that's when you know i do i do lots of videos i do lots of video stories that i post on instagram i don't know if you've ever looked at any of those video stories that i put up on instagram and on facebook it, it, it's all time consuming but it's all you know at my age to discover a whole new creative outlet like this—it's phenomenal. It's gonna—it's gonna let me live yeah. another twenty years.
1: <laughs>
0: my, it's important. Well,
1: why because oh, there are God. a lot of people who are now. You know, Sarah, when you look at a book, what, what do you look for—the cover or do you care at all? Some people don't care. Uh,
2: it really depends on what it what it is that I'm pursuing, but I will say this. Uh, as my mother would say, I'm like a monkey. I like shiny things. If there's a shiny, pretty on it, then I'm going to be more inclined to purchase it. It's it's really true. I, I consider myself a well-read, highly educated uh, woman, but if it's pretty, then yeah, it helps. It
1: definitely helps. Oh, my yeah. boys are very yeah. pretty. You gotta go look. Up. Yes, they <laughs> are <laughs> very pretty. They are. <laughs> Listen, they are. You know, and. You know, I, I was, before um, we got on the air, I asked you if you saw Brothers and Sisters. It was uh, with Sally Field. She was a um, family story, yeah. you know, with the, uh, and it was so good. And the relationships between the two men that are in it, uh, you know, I you think about it, because it's like 15 years ago or more, I think, that that, I, that show was on. Wow. I, and they were very, yes, they were very, um, I, and you know, it. I don't, I remember seeing it. But then now, because of you know, life has just changed so much. I'm thinking they had a lot of guts in those times to put it out. Because 15 years ago, it was that's a while, you know, to for TV, you know. And the relationship is really nice, and you know, and it seems very realistic. So in those years, I think I didn't realize uh, some of the things that they talk about. I, you know, because now I'm, I went back; it's on Hulu. So you know. So when you look at shows like that you've watched and then you go back to see some of the relationships, then you wonder sometimes, it, because it was hard to get things out in those years, but not like it's much easier. Well, I don't even know if it's easier now because right now, it's, I don't even know what to say about right now. <laughs> right now we are not in the real world. I don't know where we are. You know, uh, Everything is just on hold in a way. And um, Yeah, it is.
3: Her whole life has come to a halt. Yeah anyway.
1: Yeah. You know, it 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 does seem, you know, so strange now the way life is. And but when I you watch those and you think that was really put together so well. You know, and I don't even think at that time I just it just was part of the story. But now that I look back I'm thinking that was a lot, you know, to handle for people in those years and I think that was really remarkable when you go back. Even when I watch Mad Men again uh, I watch Mad Men, and I go back and watch some of these, and then I see a lot of the things that were are very tough in those years. Like certainly at Mad Men, because that's 50s, 60s, I think, and the way women and men were portrayed, it's it's bizarre when you look yeah. at it, when you really think about it, you know. And even watching it the first time, you don't think of it, but when you go back the second time, you notice all these different things that you didn't notice the first time. Yeah, You know, yeah. Cause naturally you it's all in a row, you know, because it's not like they had one episode a week later or they skipped a couple of weeks. This is your one on top of another. Um, so I think that, you know, a lot of people are watching a lot more movies and Netflix and things like that and going back and seeing something and okay. learning different, you know, ways. Certainly authors are, I think, and people that are interested in movies, you know to how they get things out there. So I think, you know, and you, you're you doing a series, and so how how many do you think you have in you for this? You mean really with the same characters? Well, yeah.
3: I'm going to keep writing until I can't write anymore. I mean, I just got calling out of law school. Now I've I'm, I'm got a germ of an idea in my mind about him becoming an assistant district attorney. And Joshua is going to school to be a forensic psychologist, and maybe I'll write a mystery and they can work together. And I'll have to ask my lawyer if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so interesting. In ADA?
2: What city are your good gentlemen based in? Charlottesville. Charlottesville.
3: Virginia. Like as in Virginia? In Virginia.
2: Hmm. Um, yeah, no, ADA would definitely work for
3: that. Sure. I mean, in my second book I had to deal with the whole Charlottesville Unite the Right Riot stuff because right at the time I was writing it, Colin was a campus cop in the, in the University of Virginia, had to be involved in it. I had to write a whole, I mean, that had to be part of the, the story that I was writing. Charlottesville's right, a big right. character in the books that I write, and the University of Virginia's a big character because they're all very involved in it.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you, you chose to do that, you know. See, I think that's a good idea. I think, you know, in my career, I've I gone about everything backwards and forth. I don't know. I, you know, I wrote screenplays, I wrote children's books, I, you know. But I think after I finish this book, if I ever do this third romantic comedy from a screenplay I wrote, if I uh, then I'm going to do, I want to do that because I think it's a smart way. Because people do enjoy reading if they like the characters, they, you know, they enjoy about, you know, reading more about them and as they branch off into other, like you seem to be doing that. So it sounds, you know, like you've got a pattern here of you just carrying them into different stories, you know, which is good.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, my readers really love them, but more to the point, I really love them and I'm not done with them yet. They've got more to say, they've got more to do. Yeah. You know, I put them through hell in Love's Magic and Love's Trials. My first two books, these guys did not have an easy time of it at all. Especially loves trials that Colin, you know, gets shot, and there's all kinds of issues they have to deal with. Yeah, see,
2: I'm very intrigued, and I have so many questions as a gay person. (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. Like,
1: go for it. Like, are is
2: is the police officer homosexual in Charlottesville, Virginia, where there were race riots?
0: Closeted (laughs) by chance? No, yeah, no.
3: Colin, Colin has been out since he was a young teenager.
0: Well, and anybody heart. don't like it
3: can go, can go
2: <laughs> themselves,
3: you know. He, well, you he, know, they, they, just,
2: it's just kind of it, it harkens back to kind of what we were talking about in the beginning about how, you know, I still see the world as the pitchfork and torch carrying, you know, like people. There's some. Uh, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> For gay people. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, um, Amber and I were just talking about this yesterday. Uh, No, I'm sorry. This morning we went out in our small town in Georgia to get breakfast and we strolled into this gas station where they have famous $2 biscuits on Tuesday. It's a thing. And, I mean, we were getting looks from some people and I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. She said, don't worry, they won't ever bother us because we have privilege being gay women. But gay, that gay men just don't have because, you know, again, back to the heteronormative sexual fetishist fantasy of two women being together. Um, but then you've got two men being together. And so um, depending on what year your book is written in, I, I, I really must read it because I want to see how it is that you handle and address, you know, being out and gay in such a small and potentially small minded community because I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Well,
3: he, it, my, my character just, you know, he is a cop with a tremendous amount of integrity and a tremendous amount of honor and decency. Um, and That's he awesome. has, he's, he's been, it, it, it all goes back to, you know, things that happened to him in his childhood, but his obsessive desire was to work at a campus police station. And you'll find out why if you read the book, but you know, that sounds he, amazing. He, he's been there for 10 years. And he's earned mm-hmm. the respect of the guys he works with. He's been special special sergeant uh, in charge of special assault units. so he deals with assaults on a university campus. Tough job. You
2: know. Oh yeah, no kidding.
3: So I, you know, yeah. and then they all know he's gay, but they also know he takes no, not stuff. Yeah, well, it sounds amazing. But he takes no, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't get up in Collins Grill at all about that, not at all. And he wouldn't. He just I wouldn't know. stand for it. No, well, he's awesome. <laughs> he's awesome. And I don't. You know, I don't figure. I, you know, I take no credit for these guys in many ways. They just came kind of float into being, and just, right. it just it just seemed kind of a stream of consciousness stuff. I, I don't know how to explain it other than I felt my way. Yeah. But I yeah, I had a, to a be lot of help with
2: that. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah.
3: In in Love's Trials, I had a lot of help from a police officer a a, a former police officer who I had an ongoing correspondence with for a long long time I knew what I wanted to say in the book Uh, you know I knew that I wanted to show a police officer in you know in struggle and and in trauma and I I didn't know how to go about writing it so this this police officer was was wonderful about guiding me to the fact of You know, the cop gets shot and he damn near dies and all there's 7,000 policemen hovering around his hospital bed and everybody's there and his partners, you know, and the spotlight is on him. Then the doctor says, okay, he's going to get better. He's not going to die. Everybody goes home and then they're left with this big tough alpha male cop who can no longer get to the toilet by himself. Right. Who cannot protect the one he loves because he can't move. He can barely move. And that is when the real the trial begins. And that is what this police officer wanted very much for me to highlight was that's the real trial. After, right. all, after all that is over, the process of healing, real healing, and adjustment begins. Because he said to me, that police officer said to me, that he had never really seen um, an injury like the one I described that I was going to give to Colin, where there weren't some lingering disabilities, even if they're shot with a very small caliber gun. And for a big, tough, athletic guy like this to learn to live with that was tough.
1: I feel that I think, my I think your, characters, because, your characters have found a good home with you because I think you're, uh, you know, I have a lot of guests on the show after 10 years, but you seem to really, this is your world. And so that's what's probably so different that sets you apart because you really have this world that they're in and giving all these different parts of their life, you know, they're, that makes them real. And that's why people probably, your readers like to read because you made them like people, like really like people in your mind, because you're in there with them. They uh, they are. You feel for them. I
3: have to say this, you know, but, and they're not, you know, I know they're not real, but in my mind and in my heart, they are real. And I have to see sure. them that way. I have to let them be real human beings. You know, I can't have Colin be all brave and, you know, have a stiff upper lip. When he wasn't brave and he didn't have a stiff upper lip, he was shot. He was disabled. He could no longer play baseball, which he'd done his entire life. He could no longer ski or do anything like the stuff he'd always done. He was devastated and emasculated. And he withdrew from his partner and pushed him away. And, you know, that's because that, that cop t- talked to me about what these guys go through. And that's what they go through. They withdraw from each other. And, I mean, it's yeah. no different in the heterosexual It wouldn't be a bit different. It wouldn't have mattered if, they were, if it was a gay partner or a straight partner. They, they, would, they would have gone through the same thing.
1: Yeah, Sarah, ask away because you said you had some questions.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh no, what I was saying, uh, uh, the, the question that I had was about, um, again, him being out. In, um, in in Charlottesville, but I, I wanted yep. to commiserate for a moment with Jan because, well, her characters, just talking about how he was injured and emasculated and all of this. I have survived breast cancer wow. three times and cervical cancer once, and I understand the being knocked to your knees and being weak and not being able to ter- take care of your, exactly. yourself, your mates, exactly. and your family.
3: Exactly.
2: exactly I, that. I feel exactly. that so much.
3: Yeah, and that was, yeah. you No, know, the real trial wasn't the fact of getting shot. The real trial was what came afterward, as you know from your own experience.
2: Oh, yeah, I kind of had a double to me back in July. I, I get that totally, totally and completely.
1: Yeah, I think, right. And then, you know, because, you know, when you're writing, I mean, the realistic part of it. See, that's that's the whole thing. You know, I think that people, that's what happens sometimes. They try to stay just in, you know, the genre, and they don't, like, they don't move away. Like, if you, they just stay with the love part, but then there's more to it because there's life and things that happen to you, you know, that isn't just love. It's just all, it's about something that, you know, that could tear you apart. So I think, you know, yours seem to move on to, you know, besides just being two characters in love, it's about their life, real life, you know, and not exactly. just exactly in bed, like people say they're looking. See, that's oh, the God, thing. No, I think when people no, think, they go it, like, "Oh, gay romance." They go like, "Well, yeah, but no. it's like in, life. in
3: love trials, they couldn't, they the Colin wasn't capable of of that for quite a while. He was, you know, he was lucky he went you know he yeah, couldn't even walk. Because in life, alone, that's what so happens to was, people.
1: Exactly. You know, in but life, then, it wouldn't matter. Great. If were a gay I mean, gay you know, things bad things happen. Exactly. You know yeah, yeah. they exactly. are. Yeah, and like you're saying, you like I I'm going to remember this because I will use this in talking because when you say what they do, you know, you don't know what they do when you're not with them. I love that. This <laughs> is really good. You know, because that's true. You know, and that the reader can imagine that that they have a really nice relationship, but they also have sex, but they have a life. You know, like when something happens to you, so it's not just romance where you have. Got drama in it. See, that's the whole thing. Drama can have comedy, and mystery can have comedy, and mystery can have romance. But I think because it puts people in a genre, according to like Amazon, do you, are your books on KDP or are your books at Barnes and Noble? And oh yeah, else? oh
3: yeah. I mean, I'm, I for every one of my
1: the first three novels that I
3: wrote, I wrote a, a companion book of short stories because these guys never stop talking. Those are not on KDP. Those are published through Draft2Digital, and, but they're for sale on Amazon, but they're not through KDP. But the first three, yeah, my four novels are, are all on KDP. Yeah, you, you almost have to. we are going to deal with Amazon. Explain, you that, explain with that a little
1: bit. Explain that a little bit. You have short stories about them. for Each,
3: each one of my novels, Love Magic, Love Trials, Love Glory, uh-huh. and uh, those first three have companion books. That, go with that, that are a companion okay. to them.
1: Are they, are they Magic, novellas? Companion
3: book at, yeah, they're, they're, they're a book of short stories. They're probably novella length, I would say, yeah. although I think the last one got to be novel length. There's 12 or 13 short stories in each one, all within the time frame of the novel they are a companion to. The Love's Magic wow. has got a, a companion novel called Magic Spell. It's on Amazon. And, you know, Love's Trials and Love's Glory, they all have companion, you know, short books of short stories. Because I, I write the end, but these guys don't stop talking in my head, so I just keep writing. See, I
1: like that idea. And cause I, see, that's a, that's a good thing. So you didn't put yourself in a little box. This is so important because I don't think we really talk about this that much. And I don't think we've ever talked about this that much because I think that's really a, a very smart idea, which is why you have fans that are enjoying your book. Books because they know a lot about them in a different way than a, a just one book or even a series. Because you're writing other they, things that because they have a life beside the, the book.
3: They love those guys. I mean, they yeah. Colin and Josh have got a big got a big fan base. I think this is really. I think uh, yeah, it's a really.
1: You know, I think it's a really good concept. I mean, it, it it works. That's a smart way to do it because I think that. Everybody wants their readers to like what they read, but then in the meantime, like let's say you're writing one book and then you're writing another. What do you do in the middle? Your characters, what do they do? They don't. Yeah, they don't. Just, they don't. They don't just lay
3: on and yeah.
1: See, I, I like that concept. That's what I, I'm going to try that myself because I have all these stories in my head. That's what ruins my writing sometimes because I have so much in my brain, and then I'm writing notes about another story or adding on, and then. But you have made short novellas. Or whatever you're thinking about,
3: right, and those are are published through draft to digital because uh, I sell them for ninety nine cents and Amazon won't let me get away with that, so I, I sell them through draft to digital, yeah. which means they cannot be on KDP and they're for sale not just on Amazon. If you go through KDP, you can only sell on Amazon. These books yeah, are for sale right. for on mm-hmm. Apple and yeah. no Barnes and Noble and the 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 three yeah. short books of short stories. You can buy those on a lot yeah. of different platforms. I know,
1: I know, yeah, I know. See, that's the whole thing. I mean, so uh, you have a very good concept in what you did. I'm really glad that you came on today because I really like what you oh, said. Sarah, if you find me
3: on Instagram or Facebook and, and message me so I can No, I want you, to, I definitely want you to come
1: on again because I do know somebody I, do oh, know absolutely somebody I be too. Me that wants to do a story about this too also. So I hope you'll come on again. And Sarah, I think you like this kind of conversation. This is interesting. Absolutely. She's I'm a very interesting woman, and in. I already am talk, in love talk, you know, with Colin and Josh. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I really like – I mean, I do like what you've done, and I think it's – you know, I'm going to – you've given some very good points today. You really have, because uh, I will be discussing that later on in on other shows also, because – Thank you for having me, I really
0: appreciate
1: it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank Thanks you. Where for can people me. find you? Where can they find you? Because I'm going to go look at uh,
3: on, I, you on know, Facebook on on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest. Pin, pin Pinterest, although I don't post there as much as I do. I'm I, I I am on Twitter. Mostly Facebook and Instagram is where I post a lot of my uh, my video stories and my you know the ads that promote the work and a lot of those have video and audio with them as well. As you've seen. I really
1: like your, I, I mean, I like your ideas, your concept, and I think, you know, it makes, it does set you apart because uh, I, some of the ideas you have are very smart. I mean, they are, That's you know, because you, you really, that's how you get an audience, I think. And the other thing is, you know, t- I think people, when they're listening out, try to read other types of stories. Don't put yourself in a little box where you don't read anything else or don't look at another author. You know, I mean... I'm always looking around and I see things and I find it interesting. So don't Thanks, just say, you know.
3: <laughs> Sarah just friended me on Facebook. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Sarah, you know, she, you know, this is an interesting topic. And and I think people should realize that just read the book. If you see something that interests you, don't just go, like, oh, I don't read. Like they do, Oh, like I have a lot of horror shows on. They go, oh, I don't, I can't do horror. You know, what do you mean you can't read horror? You can't even talk about it, you know. Or you can't do this or that. So I think that's one of the things that people, they put themselves in a spot where they don't look around, you know. And Sarah, is, you know. No, I agree. I, I I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, you're very interesting also because we have a different aspects of life. So I think that people need to open up their minds. And instead of not liking something, try to understand what, why you just say no to something that you might like. There you go. No, I agree completely, you know. Now, I never yuck anyone
2: else's yum. Doing any more shows? Any any yes, last Yes, I never yuck anyone else's yum. <laughs> you what? I never yuck anyone else's yum.
1: Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> that's that, cool. I think that you know. I think that's a smart thing. You know. And um, uh, is there any last words that anybody has?
2: The questions. No, okay. I'm. All right. I'm ready to wrap it
1: up. I'm so glad to have met yeah. you, Jan. Yeah, yeah, I am so I know, glad to have
3: met it's, you too, and I hope
1: we connect yes, in the Yes, it's very future. interesting, such an interesting, but right, very interesting show. And again, to everybody that celebrates the Jewish holidays, Happy New Year! And hopefully, um, we will all be next year in a different place. <laughs> That's you God. Happy. I know, and no, no kidding. Okay, and all right, and thank you both very much, Sarah. So much. Well, thank you for having me. You. And Jan, it was great meeting you, and I am going to check you a lot. I really like some of the concepts that you do, so I will be talking to you about that in the future. Great. That's wonderful. And now How I know. Now, now I got it in my head what to do when I don't want to do what I'm doing. Move on to something else. Exactly. A little story on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you all, and good night to everybody.
2: Good Take night. Care. Good night, Marcia. Good night, Jan. Good night. Good, night. good afternoon, good night. wherever we are.
1: <laughs> Right, Bye. <laughs> or thank you, thank you.